0: just going to cut this one real short. This is a case many know, many have feelings towards, and many request. At its core, it is a tragedy of a baby girl who was taken from us way too soon. But this case was clouded by so much more. This is the case of Kaylee Anthony. We are your hosts, Helen Allen and Sherry Ferreira. This is The Chalk Line.
1: Good evening, everyone, and the highlights of the news this Thursday.
0: So I just want to begin by saying I did mean to say Kaylee Anthony because I know everybody, when they think of this case, they say, oh, it's the Casey Anthony case. But we tried to make a point of highlighting the victim and not the um, murderer in question. Yeah. So I just thought it would be important to start off this case honoring Kaylee by saying it's her case. Um, like, it should be always said that way, but we'll get into it. I mean, and this is, like, just a crazy case. The media was wild, so, like, everyone thinks Casey Anthony, but Kaylee Anthony is the victim that we are speaking about. Also, I just want to say, forgive me, because I've got a throat thing, so <laughs> I, I don't know why I chose to deliver an episode this week, but here we are. Yeah, so it's I too mean, late.
1: it's fine. I'm asthmatic, and I do this every day, struggling to breathe.
0: Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry. It's- <laughs> it's okay. To override <laughs> your struggle like that with my—it's okay. I just, I just didn't want to. You get away with that. <laughs> yeah. No. You rightfully so. So most of the information that I took for this episode is from the Discovery Plus series on Casey Anthony. So I'm just gonna kind of tell it in the same timeline that that is told, and we will put it in the show notes if you are interested in watching it yourself. Right off the bat. We're listening to this 911 call from Cynthia Anthony. Whoa, not her name. Not her name? <laughs> Hold on, let Cynthia? me go back. Wait, did you say Cynthia? <laughs> I said Cynthia. Oh. Because, <laughs> like, Cindy Anthony. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. Anyway, I, don't even edit it out. It's too oh, late well. Oh, okay. So, we're getting this 911 call from Cindy Anthony. Wow, you guys. Okay, first of all, bear with me because every name in this case is a C and then Anthony, Except for the father, and I just I can't. It's too much. It's so hard to say. Casey, Kaylee, Cindy, Barry green. The nine one one call is like nine one one. What's your emergency? And then Cindy says, "I have someone here that I need to um, be arrested in my home." I thought you were doing
1: that pause for dramatic
0: effect, no, but you... That, I those are literally what sure. she said. When you edit it, like, you can go ahead and put the 911 clip in if you want to. Okay. Um. But, but I'm going to tell it to you just in case that doesn't work for you during the editing. Got it. And the 911 operator says, they're there right now. And she says, yes, my daughter. And the 911 operator says, okay, what did the person do that you need them arrested? And I shit you not. I wish she didn't, but she says... For stealing an auto. An auto? An like auto what? what? Is this Transformers? <laughs> like, okay. Do you wait. mean a car, lady? That's what I'm My mind went
1: to car, and then, like, is she trying to be cute for the word, like, ottoman or something? No, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: like, what is furniture? this bitch's deal? She took a little piece of my furniture. I usually put my foot up on it. <laughs> no, um, no, she means an automobile. Oh. Like, so she's still trying to be
1: cute. I hate it. Cut so, it out.
0: it's bizarre. So... And then the 911 operator says, okay, what's her name? And she says her name is Casey. And the, the I don't know if the 911 call directly does this, but the um, series that I was watching yeah. does. It's like, Casey, pause for dramatic effect, <laughs> Anthony. Oh, my God. And the credits, like, the beginning title yeah. screen rolls yeah. up. I can picture it. So then in my notes, I have, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> am I the drama? <laughs> I think I'm the drama. <laughs> I.D., give me a job right now. Please. Because I am just dramatic as hell, and I would fit right in with you guys. <laughs> but, okay, so I do have one thing to say about this. I know that dissecting 911 calls can be, like, such bullshit, but I have a huge problem with the way that she is speaking. Like, she, and so this is why I want you to play the calls for listeners so that they can hear it themselves, but she's hesitant, and she's like, For stealing, dot, 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 an auto. (coughs) And that, to me, like, I just feel like if you picked up the phone right away after finding out that your car was stolen, that's not how the 911 call would go, right? No. Like, I feel like it sounds to me like she spent a lot of time debating whether or not she was going to make that call. Yeah. So, which I'm like, does that matter? I mean, I get it because it's like, do I call the cops on my daughter or not? But for me, it was, like, heavier than just stealing a car. Yeah. And we'll get into that.
1: And for reference, I have heard, like, the minimum about this case. Like, I haven't-
0: But dove- you were alive for it. Yeah, I so. was alive
1: for it, but I haven't, dove- like, dove into, like, the nitty-gritty. Um. So this is also exciting for me as well.
0: Okay, cool. Amazing. I love to tell you a case that you don't know everything about. Yet. I know.
1: Especially with my short-term memory. I'm like, ooh, mm, this is new.
0: I th- Listen, we're- <laughs> Also, you guys, tonight, we're recording another a past episode, because we're trying to clean up some past episodes that were just heinous, and you guys stuck with us for them, but you shouldn't have- um, but, loyal loyal so we're doing a rerun of another episode but we're redoing it and i swear it's gonna be as if i've never heard it before in my life <laughs> that's how it works like i'm like oh god this case never heard of it <laughs> i'm like wait i wrote notes on that a year ago right
1: that's a good thing about it? so us. anyway
0: <laughs> so this 911 call is supposedly the first time that cindy has seen casey in weeks Now, just a rundown of the family, because this may get confusing for listeners. Cindy is the grandmother. Casey is Cindy's daughter, the mother of Kaylee. And George is Cindy's husband, the grandfather of Kaylee, and Casey's father. We can go back into that anytime we need, because it's a little confusing.
1: Yeah, or or you guys could just rewind. Like...
0: (laughs) Don't you ever think that. I'm yeah. Like, just, it's fine. I'll, I'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. I'm just gonna just Google it on the side as I'm listening. You guys can do that. Yeah. It's, you know, you're welcome to. Anyway. So, she hasn't seen her daughter Casey in weeks. Weeks. Can you imagine? And as a literal side note in the 911 call, Cindy also tells police that not only the car was stolen, but also she believes her granddaughter Kaylee to be missing.
1: Okay, you can't just throw that in there when you called about She's a stolen like, car. She's like, I have a
0: stolen auto. <clears throat> and also, if you guys would do this too, uh, I have a stolen granddaughter, I think. Yeah, like I quick little side my note. granddaughter is missing. Uh, no, absolutely not. So already this is like <laughs> reeking of sketchiness, you know? I mean, yeah, because it's
1: like, what are you prioritizing here? Why is that a footnote right. in I, this? I want to say,
0: I think this is later in my notes, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. Casey and Kaylee live with the grandparents. They live with Cindy and George. So her not seeing her for weeks is incredibly bizarre. And, like, listen, I know Cindy didn't do it, or at least I think she didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but I still think I'm going to put Cindy out to dry because I think she did a lot of bad, bad things during all of this. I think she's protecting the wrong person I think that her granddaughter always should have come first um, because it's her granddaughter's life in question. And when you haven't seen your daughter, we'll get into who Casey is. But when you haven't seen her for weeks, you should question the well-being of your granddaughter, too. So, and it's for me, it's like, how dare she not think too earlier? A hundred percent. It's like if you're living under the same roof, like,
1: I don't know about in the eyes of the law, but for me, I'm like, aren't you just a little bit like negligent too like isn't that also right it's
0: like turning a blind eye like i I don't know it's that's beyond me so (laughs) i know you'll like this in my notes i say couldn't she just like prioritize her 911 call it feels like we have bigger fish to fry than the stolen car cindy
1: new thing. I don't know if you guys picked up on it. Well, we've been on a break, but Helen's thing now is we always have bigger fish to fry. There are
0: always
1: bigger fish to fry.
0: And you can say that to a cook in the kitchen. Right. And you can say that to a cop. And you can say that to your boyfriend when he's mad at you for some shit you don't want to take credibility for. Right. That's the good thing about it. It's 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 applicable to all. Anyway. I love it. Back to it. Because I think I have literally 11 pages of notes, so we've got to get going. Mine's like nine, I think. It's so bad. We're really just like the details, you guys. It's all about the details. Now we're finding out that it actually has been a full month since Casey or anyone has seen Kaylee. Casey tells the detective that she dropped off Kaylee at the babysitter's house a month ago and the babysitter just didn't return her daughter. So it's like, oh, okay, case closed. then. like, pack it up, everybody. Let's go home. (laughs) Oh, you're just the babysitter house or whatever. Who cares? She ran off with her. No big deal. Why'd you wait a month, Casey? Why, in God's name, did you wait a month? And you didn't even make the call. She didn't even make the call. It was her mother. That is what I'm like, oh, my God. So obviously the investigators are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. We need more information here, lady. Let's ask her to go over the last day that she saw Kaylee. Right. So here's how Casey tells it. She was an event planner at Universal Studios, and that morning she had work. So she dropped Kaylee off with the babysitter and then returned after work to pick her up, but no one was there. She said she called the nanny's phone over and over, but the number was out of service. She allegedly hung out there for a while, thinking that they would come back at any moment, but when they didn't, she started going to like familiar places that she knew that the nanny took Kaylee. So she went to like parks, shopping malls. She didn't find anything. Then she was too embarrassed to go home, so she went to her boyfriend's house instead for thirty days. I'm sorry. Yeah. Pa- so, excuse me. <clears throat> yeah. Now in the documentary, Cindy, the mom of of Casey. Yeah. Claims, worried about the auto. Right. She claims that she knew she was staying with her boyfriend for those 30 days. Cindy has never met the boyfriend. So here's another red flag in my mind, because I'm like, okay, Cindy, that is your grandbaby that is just going to stay at this man's house, and you've never even met him before, never even seen him in person. I just, Like, that aside, You you don't even want to, like, offer to bring, like, clothes or food. Like, Kaylee usually lives at her fucking house. How would she not notice that Kaylee's stuff is... With her or not with her at the boyfriend's house. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, she would ask more questions, I feel like. I don't. So, Casey says that the babysitter's name is Zanida Gonzalez and that she goes by Zanny the nanny. Now, are we not immediately <laughs> questioning the fact that Casey just made up a cartoon villain? <laughs> this is ridiculous. I mean... She... Well, she... She really sucks. Zanny the nanny! <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me! So... Casey says that Zanny is half Puerto Rican and half black. A whole backstory. This is the origin story of Zanny the nanny, you guys. And she's been her regular babysitter since Kaylee was born, essentially. So the detectives were like, okay, well, let's go there and let's find Zanny the nanny. Show us her apartment. And Casey brings them to an apartment that is empty. And they're like, okay, well, no one lives here, Casey. What do we do do now? And there's literally no furniture, and it looks like it hasn't even been lived in recently. Okay. The manager of the apartment also told them that no one with that name had ever rented that apartment, and that it has been vacant for months. Hmm. Months. Not one month. Months. They walked in there. The place was
1: covered in dust and cobwebs. She's like, she's just here, you guys. Yeah,
0: she's like, oh, it looks like they just split. Yeah. (laughs) run casey! i think you can catch him <laughs> did you think about this for more than 30 seconds no, oh my god i can't you had 30 days casey you had 30 days to think of this and this is what you've come up with okay so all night long detectives search but at daybreak they're like oh and by the way casey was with them which i love they were like casey bitch get in the car you're not going home until we find this goddamn baby god. <laughs> and but by daybreak they drop casey off at home now the detectives are like, let's do some side searching before we get Casey back with us. <clears throat> I love this. This is, like, the most fun part of the whole case. I hate to say anything's fun, but making Casey Anthony look like a goddamn idiot, fun every time. You know? Right. The detectives go to Universal because they're like, oh, that's where she was that day. Which, A, if you guys have seen a, a video of Casey Anthony speaking for more than 30 seconds, you'd be like, how in God's name did she get a job at Universal? Bear with me. <laughs> okay. So they go to Universal and they talk to a supervisor there to see if she wanted to work that day. But lo and behold, you guys, Casey doesn't work there. And
1: like, at it. all? I
0: knew it. I knew she was too dumb to <laughs> work there. She well, hasn't she... For two years, she hasn't worked there.
1: So she used to and now, <clears throat> like, she doesn't anymore, but she's been lying to everyone, basically?
0: Yeah. So... Um, in my notes, I wrote, this is alarming to me mostly because I'm like, okay, Casey's literally 22. How did she at 20 land such a cool job at Universal? Oh, that's not the point? Okay. (laughs) So sidetracked. (laughs) sidetracked. My notes, you guys, if I ever released these, like I posted on Instagram, me researching the other day, I had to white out all my notes because I was like, I am not letting anyone see this chaos. (laughs) My notes are absolute chaos. (laughs) I have no idea how any episode comes together. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah. So obviously the detective's like, okay, well why the fuck is she lying about this? Like these are like such simple s- dumb lies, but, like, right? Simple? I don't even think it's the right word because it seems like they're a little bit too complex. Like she <laughs> thought all about this like Zanny the Nanny character gave, and like na- like who is that? Gave her a full villain origin story. I know. Form, and like I'm like what? okay. So this is the part that is so funny and crazy. Okay. The detectives pick up Casey at home and they're like, "Hey girl, we're just going to stop at your work quickly." He was on a curly. "Hey girl, we're just here to talk a little bit." So, they're like, "We just want to go down to your workplace and ask people what they know. Is that cool?" And Casey's like shaking in her boots, but she's like, "Absolutely love that idea." <laughs> and they bring her to the fucking oh entrance, God. and she talks to the guard who is like, Okay, no one named Casey Anthony worked here. How, like, who are you? And she's like, "Casey, Casey Anthony, you must be wrong." She's and whispering. She's like, K-K-K-K. "She's like, maybe you heard me wrong, Sarah." <laughs> 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 and <they're> like, no, <laughs> no. So, And then, for no reason at all, or some reason, but one that I don't know, um, a random supervisor goes, "Oh no, she's cool. Let her in." And it's like, I don't know if this guy has been on crack for two years since Casey has worked there, but, like, she's been gone for two years. You're just going to let her ride in? Whatever. I love what happens next. So she walks through the building, and she's literally waving at people as if, like, hey, haven't seen you in a while. See you at the water cooler later. It's so weird. It's so weird. Like, if you watch this, she's like, hey, you. <laughs> see. <Casey! laughs> Oh my god meanwhile the detectives know she doesn't work there so they're just watching her being like okay <laughs> and whatever it's so funny they're like watching what her it's smart on their behalf too because of they're watching course. what her demeanor looks like while she's lying you know what i mean they were like we know that this is a lie let's take her there so we can watch her lie and see what it's like when she lies um genius on their part it, i mean i, really I love is. this shit So, she eventually turns down a hallway that ends up being a dead end. She's, like, giving them a tour of the place, but the (laughs) hallway's a dead end, and they're all like, oh, um, this is awkward, and she's like, okay, uh, who, uh, and she panics, and she just goes, I, I I don't work here, and they're like, really? (laughs) Casey, girl, we know, let's go down to the station. We got some stuff to talk about.
1: (laughs) I can't. Oh, my God. So Imagine working working that day after and be like, did
0: you see that girl? Like, and then like two people. months later being like, Yeah, that was definitely Casey Anthony.
1: I can't. Oh my I god, cannot. right.
0: Oh, I side note, I have some, we're doing the Menendez brothers in a few weeks. I have a crazy thing to tell you about them. That you're going to love the connection. I'm not going to tell you guys until you listen to that case.
1: God. This is so sinister. Watch, I forget <laughs> to say it during the episode. Right. I'm like, Can you know what it's People are going
0: to come for me like, well, you teased <laughs> us. <laughs> Sorry. It's what I do best. So at this point, they go down to the station and they're interviewing her. And they're like, drop it, Casey. We went to the fucking apartment and that babysitter didn't ever live there. You are lying. And they're like, we literally like can look at the footage of the apartment complex and prove that you never brought Kaylee there that day like what is going on how could you think we're this stupid and in the interview Casey is like more concerned about being embarrassed to her mom that like she has no urgency to get her child back like if this is true if Zanny the nanny took your child why don't you want her back where is she where did she potentially go and why don't you care about finding her based on her behavior the police are like okay she's so unconcerned the child must be safe somewhere and she just doesn't want the child (sighs) so the officers are like well is is the kid safe you just want to keep her away from your mom or something like what's going on and casey's like no no i told you zanny the nanny has kaylee and they're like okay all right mm -hmm. so at this point the police arrest her on charges of child neglect, Good. hoping that they can get some kind of answers her, out of her. Because I think she feels untouchable at this point. For mm. some reason, she thinks she can just babble on like a damn idiot and just say whatever under the sun and the police are going to have to believe it. I don't get why she feels that way. Let's cut to this jailhouse recording. July 16th, 2008. Now, this is right. Like I said, she was arrested for child neglect. So she is in jail right now. And she call, she's on the phone with her mom. She says, Mom, they arrested me on a whim. <laughs> they are blaming me for stuff that I would never do. They're going to pin this on me. Pin I, what? And Well, that. But also, Casey, it was not on a whim. You told them two crazy outlandish lies, and they vetted them to be not true. So guess what? Not a whim. <laughs> do you know what whim means? How did you get into Universal in the first place, you goddamn idiot? Oh, my God. And so, and then her mom's like, Casey. And Casey's like, Mom, no. You know what a brat does? Oh, my
1: God. And
0: she goes, the mom goes, I don't know what your involvement is, sweetheart. You're not telling me where she's at. Hmm. So, like I said, Cindy knows something. Side note. I just fucking hate the way that her mom delivers that sentence. Because it's so, like, high
1: (laughs) and mighty. The delivery. Oh. (laughs) You have to hear it. Like, she I, like
0: the I don't know what your involvement is, sweetheart. It's so like ugh. like she it's so high and mighty. Yet she's like still coddling her daughter. It's weird. Like ugh, I don't know. I have opinions across the board on Cindy. Accurate ones to me. <laughs> and then Casey goes because I don't fucking know where she's at. Are you kidding me? No, Casey. Nobody's kidding you. You're the only one kidding all of us. <laughs> I went Casey. Fully. So then the mom says something that makes me so mad and so confused at the same time. She says, quote, whose fault is it that you're sitting in jail? Are you blaming me that you're sitting in jail? What does that tell you? Whose fault is it that you're sitting in jail? It sounds like the mom knows Casey had something to do with it. It
1: sounds like she knows every little detail of what Casey did and, like, is placing all blame on her it's like okay so what do you know open your mouth
0: and speak yes because like if you know casey did something so bad to your grandchild your grandchild's life takes precedent you need to support your grandchild's justice over casey this goddamn bitch who doesn't even care about you like casey would steamroll anybody and everybody if she had to right like this to me also says that the mom and casey are on very different pages about what went down with kaylee I think that it means, like, they both know it was something bad, but I feel like if they both actually thought that the babysitter took Kaylee, they wouldn't be putting the blame on Casey for sitting in jail. You know what I mean? Because the blame would be more like, why did you trust her with the babysitter mm-hmm. or something like that? It wouldn't be... You, you as a person. you sitting in jail because your child's missing. It would be like, oh, my God, let's get you out of this jail cell so that we can find your baby. 100%. Then Casey says... It's not my fault. They do this a lot. The, it's not my fault. Casey's oh, okay. such a brat. Um, and then her mom says, what do you mean it's not your fault, sweetheart? If you just told them the truth and not lied to them. And then Casey says, just give me Tony's number. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Tony, I'm assuming, is the boyfriend. Yes. So then a family friend takes the phone and is like, hey, um, Casey, how come everyone's telling me you're not crying? <laughs> what? <laughs> So what should I say? Who is that girl? I love her. <laughs> what? i <is> <laughs> have a cocktail with her, Sherry. Everyone? She's like, everyone is telling me <laughs> that you are not crying, Casey girl. And Casey goes, because I'm not sitting here fucking crying every two seconds because I have to stay composed to talk to detectives. What mother of a missing child will be concerned about that? Absolutely none. Unless you had something to do with that shit. Right, so that's what the police are thinking. That's what I am thinking. Okay, good. And so the detectives find Tony. They're like, okay, she's been asking about this Tony bitch a lot, so let's go
1: find him. (laughs) The same cop with the acrylics. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go find this bitch. (laughs) Uh,
0: So Clint, who is Tony's roommate and a quote, this is funny, the lower third literally says former friend of Casey's because he's like, make sure you write former, you guys. (laughs) Just don't tie me to her. He has this to say. Tony was absolutely surprised and had no idea where Kaylee was. Quote, he was just as surprised as the rest of us. How could a child be missing for 31 days and this is just the first we're hearing of it? So I get it. But, like, Tony, if you're dating someone that has a child and you haven't seen that child for a month, could you ask a question? Could you just say, like, hey, like, where's the kid? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: A little bit of concern. Like, do you care at all?
0: Yeah, like, hey, like, we miss Kaylee. Where is Mm. she? You want to do something with Kaylee? What's going on? Like, (laughs) where? I need answers. Casey and Tony started dating at the end of April 2008. Okay. So, mind you, this is just a few months before she goes missing. Because she was reported missing, which that's 30 days after she actually was missing, July 15th. So, she went missing in the middle of June. Got it. And they started dating in April. Um, Three weeks after they started dating is when she started bringing Kaylee over. Now, in the first couple of months, it went from Kaylee coming over like three times a week to not at all. When they would ask where she was, apparently, Casey would say that she was with the nanny or with the grandparents. Now, we see another 911 call from Cindy. Cindy. Just moments before investigators had arrived at the home after the first call, she calls again saying, I found out my granddaughter has been taken. She's been missing for a month. Her mother finally admitted it. I'm like, Cindy girl, chill. Wait for the investigators to get there. But also then she says, I found my daughter's car today and it smells like there has been a dead body in the damn car. My eyes just sauce like what
1: so i want do you need her verbal confirmation for
0: that i don't i don't know what really led that call to be made but i want to make it clear cindy is a nurse so she knows what that smell is like she has gone to the morgue time and time again she knows that smell but i just think that's important to say that
1: was my next thing. I was like, well, how would you know what a dead body smells
0: like? I know, right? But, okay. <laughs> so, now let's talk about the car. The police confiscate the car immediately, of course. Now, the car was a hand-me-down, and Casey used it. The, like, that's, that was Casey's car, but it used to be the parents' car. Immediately, they encounter the very disturbing smell of decomposition. And, you know, these are seasoned police officers. They know that smell. There was also a stained area in the trunk liner and the prosecutor from the case said it was the size that could have been a child's body. Several hairs were also found in the trunk of the car. So now they're like, okay, well, let's let's question Cindy and George. George is Cindy's husband. Cindy and George say that the reason Cindy called 911 about the car is because Casey had abandoned it. So, it had been towed, and they got a notice in the mail because of it. They went to the tow yard to recover the car. Now, Cindy apparently found a bag of garbage in the trunk, and now Cindy is changing her story. She had said on the 911 call that she smelled what smelled like a dead body in the trunk, Mm -hmm. right? Now she's saying that she found this bag of garbage with pizza and maggots in it. So that's why she thinks it smelled so bad. And the, the interrogating officer is literally like, okay, I'm not going to dispute the smell with you. But basically he's like, I've been doing this for 12 years and you and I both know that smell. He literally says, you are a nurse. You have smelled the morgue before. So he's like, let's just di- agree to disagree on this one because I'm not, I lo- you and I both smelled that. I love him or yeah. her. Whoever, he's whoever like, was Girl, working stop that with me. No, right. uh-uh. no, 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 no. We are on the same page about what that smell was. You're hiding something and I know that. <laughs> and so Cindy asked them, are you looking for a live Kaylee or dead Kaylee? And I'm so weirded out by that question. I'm so weirded out by it because I feel like someone who actually didn't know the answer to that wouldn't ask it No, because you wouldn't want to know. You know what I mean? I feel like if you're a grieving person, you'd be like, I don't even want to know what the possibilities are right now. I'm so hung up on finding her. That and
1: also even as paranoid as like you and I are to like immediately jump to that, in your mind, you're always jumping to different conclusions to almost, like... Rationalize super- it. Exactly. Yeah. You're not going to immediately go, oh, she's zany. You're going to be like, be no, like, but it could be this. Where is
0: that goddamn nanny? Ex- Where's you know? Zanny? <laughs> Zanny sounds pretty zany. Right. <laughs> I can't. That's I hate poor So, George says, um, quote, I don't want to believe that I raised someone who could do something to another person. I love George. I just have to say, absolutely... Cindy is trash. I think George is also, you know, he's not the highest on my, he is the highest on my list out of the characters in this family. Got it. Well, Kaylee is, (laughs) but you know. (laughs) Yeah. She, so George is, I think a dad who wants to do right by being a dad, but he is caught in some real shit here and he doesn't stand for it. He's, you'll see. I'll get into it. Then George and Cindy go to visit Casey in jail. And we have all these recordings. And I I probably say it later in my notes, so I'm going to get annoyed with myself. But um, I do want to point out, we have all this stuff. Like, in 2008, when this was happening in real time, everybody had all this stuff. Because all of, like, the, the laws in Florida, I guess, are that, like, these things go to public records, like, right away. So right away, the media got this jailhouse recording of George and Cindy visiting Casey. So George goes, hey, gorgeous, how are you doing? And she goes, I look like hell. Oh, Casey, you poor thing. Did you want me to bring you some foundation? I mean, your daughter is fucking missing, you moron. Who cares what you look at? We're not looking for you. (laughs) Her dad is then like, you can tell me anything. I want to take your pain away. And the mom is like, someone said that Kaylee was dead this morning. And Casey responds, surprise, surprise.
1: I'm literally, okay, not to be that bitch on a po- true crime podcast, but I literally have chills.
0: No, I, <laughs> full body chills. chills. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, Press, sorry, sorry. Me. But. Um, No, that is terrifying. Yeah, it's, she's a sociopath. Like, she has to be. There's no other explanation. She goes on to say, my entire life has been taken from me. You know, when I want to say something in Casey's voice, I want to say, my entire life has been taken from me. Like, fucking Squidward. She talks with such pretentious air. And She goes on to say that her entire life has been taken from her and that she, and she says, Sorry, whoa, my notes are just gibberish here. <laughs> <laughs> Mood So, okay, yeah, she when she says her entire life has been taken from her, I don't get the feeling she's talking about Kaylee being her entire life. No. She well- is talking about her freedom. Being taken from her.
1: And that's the, like, that's that's immediately where my mind went to. My mind
0: went to based yeah. on her personality. And
1: that's sad as fuck. It's right. like, you are such a piece of
0: shit. The, at this point, police don't really have any leads. So they're like, I guess let's go try to track down that nanny. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh, you poor you things. You'll never you, find her. Never. But they do. What? Okay, so, so she's real. They track down a woman. Yes, she has the name Zenaida Gonzalez. But she does not fit the description that Casey gave them. She's middle-aged. She's not young. She's white, white, white. <laughs> she was not half Puerto Rican or half black. And she didn't know any goddamn person involved. She was like, who are you guys and what are you talking about? What is Casey Anthony? <laughs> what is a Casey Anthony? Now they're like, okay, what the fuck? Casey must not just be a negligent mother. She must have killed her daughter. Otherwise, why is she covering this stuff up? So Casey then hires Jose Baez. This is a big, big lawyer who represents only the worst people um, with the biggest shit to get out of. Now they had this like big company come out. The police had this big company come out and they searched literally everywhere. So many people are helping and the nightly news explodes Apparently, oh, this is where I have in my notes that Florida has. The oh, public okay. Records well, you see what I'm well, saying. It's okay. This is why well, when
1: I get all jumbled up. Don't don't worry about it. God damn it. <laughs> Skip through it.
0: So <laughs> anyway, then the 911 call where Cindy like says she smelled the dead body in the car is released, and everyone's freaking out on the news. And um, if Florida's freaking out, you know it's trouble. I like, know. Okay, like, <laughs> if they think that shit's alarming, the North already did seven years ago. Right. <laughs> Casey makes bond on August 21st and is placed on house arrest. So many people are flocking on their lawn. It was, like, very much the way that people, like, flocked to the laundry's house during the Gabby mm. Potato stuff. And at one point, Cindy literally goes outside with a hammer and she's like, get up! Oh my God. I'm like, Cindy, my oh God. my God, if you could put that energy to something good. Because you are crazy, Please, my God. girl. So... Like, the results from the car come in and the rug and the hand hair samples are back. And now police believe that they have enough probable cause to charge Casey with the murder of her child because they were able to prove that there was a dead body in the trunk at one point. Now, Jose Baez holds like all sorts of press conferences while this is happening, when the news breaks, because he's just really feeding off of the media attention, I'm sure. Now it's December 11th, 2008. A human skull is found by a utility worker in the woods who is taking a piss, as Diane Diamond says. <laughs> She's like, he was, you know, taking a piss. Or she was British. <laughs> He's taking the piss. <laughs> um, so he found a dirty white bag that was like canvas material, a baby blanket with Winnie the Pooh and Piglet on his shoulders, and a black trash bag. Now, the bones were dry with no soft tissue whatsoever, so that tells them that it has been there a long time. And the remains were then sent out for testing. So, investigators haul ass to the Anthony house. (laughs) (laughs) Haul ass! I love that. Kaylee's room is decorated with um, a Winnie the Pooh theme, so it's clear to them that the blanket came from that house. The canvas bag also was a laundry bag, which was sold in a pair, and the matching other bag was found at the Anthony house. So if everything with the body came from the house, the stranger abduction theory is getting less and less credible. Also, can I just say, if you're going to commit a crime and you're going to (laughs) wrap something up in something from your house, can it not be something that you have the exact replica of? Can it not be something that came in a pair? How easy is that to figure... Like, they're like, oh, well, this laundry bag is missing. Guess what? We found it in the woods and you have the other one of it. Like, what? <laughs> Casey! Then comes jury selection. Now, because of the media craze, this could not have been a fair jury if it were picked from the area that they were in. So the judge decides to pick a jury from somewhere else and bring them in for the trial. Because they're like, no one in this general area doesn't know about this because like I said everything's on the news right away like the the jailhouse footage everything yeah so testimony from a friend said that Casey wanted to put Kaylee up for adoption but that her mother had said no this was when she was pregnant Casey wanted to put Kaylee up for adoption and her mother had apparently said no During the trial, the prosecution really harps on the fact that Casey wanted to live a child-free life. There's even, like, testimony from a friend of hers that said that Casey wanted to put Kaylee up for adoption when she was pregnant, but that her mother had said no, and so she kept Kaylee apparently only on that reason alone. Okay. Now, the defense has a completely different story to tell. They say that on the morning of June 16, 2008, George and Casey are home. Now, I just want to say a trigger warning for everything that the defense brings up because it's very heavy stuff and there are some sexual allegations. Kaylee was in the swimming pool and had drowned, they say. George yelled at her saying, Look what you did. Your mother will never forgive you and you will go to prison for child neglect for the rest of your life. He yelled that to Casey.
1: And this is all coming from
0: the... The defense. The defense. So, basically, the defense is saying that George found the body and is the one who wrapped her in plastic and disposed of the body. He then tells the jury that this is what George used to do to pets of theirs that died in the past. So, he was very used to it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's very different because if the pet died on its own and someone chooses to bury it at home, like... That is really just so different than bearing a child. You know a, what I mean? a whole human being. That's just so. Di- I love pets, you guys. Like, really, I do. I'm obsessed with them. But so different. We have to say that a human and a pet not the same. Yeah. But who is to say that this isn't just another lie? Casey has been maintaining that she has no idea where Kaylee is. So now she's just been yelling at her parents that she doesn't know. And then like. Like, that's the thing. Like, when they're in the jail, how could this be believable? Because when the parents visit her in jail, they're literally like, Casey, tell us what you have to tell us. Like, Mm. it doesn't feel like they helped her. So, for years, Casey was pretending to go to work at Universal, and she would, quote, drop off Kaylee with Zanny the nanny. This was all a lie. But here's where I'm telling you. Like, apparently, she was lying to her parents this whole time about that. Like, that's what the defense is saying. But were her parents not aware because like did they never wonder like why she had a job at universal but no money like how was she getting from a to b like was she asking them for gas money and like if if she was like were they not like where's your money Mm -hmm. so now the defense attorney is saying that casey was sexually abused by her father and that is why she's so good at lying he says a really nasty thing that I'm not going to repeat, but he basically says, like, Casey was able to be sexually abused by her father one minute and then go to school and act like nothing happened, so she was raised a liar. When George takes the stand, he, of course, denies everything, and he is very clearly hurt by the accusations, and he's adamant that he did not have a part in it and that he did not sexually abuse Kaylee. Casey, sorry. Um... And I'll tell you what, you guys, like I believe victims always. But this is one of those cases where it's I mean a, you have it's to a, take it's ta- a tactic, you know what I'm saying? Because... Yeah, and you have to
1: take into account the circumstances of the specific case. Obviously, this isn't applicable to every single case where someone says the other thing, but knowing Casey based off of the clips that we've seen and how she's a liar and more than likely has a bunch of fucking issues that aren't addressed, I I don't see this being true either.
0: Right. And, like, I'll tell you what, like, I am all for, like, okay, if she was sexually abused, let's get her the help. But if she killed her kid, let's get her the help while she's in prison. Because, No. Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because murder, it's still murder. Right. I don't really care about your past. If you decided to take somebody else's life, you felt better than them, and you felt like you deserved to be here more than they did, then sorry. As much
1: as I want you to serve time for that, I also want you to get the help so that that doesn't happen
0: again. In the third week of January 2009, George disappeared. He went to a hotel in Daytona Beach, and he took 70 pills, and he drank, quote, as much beer as he possibly could. He wrote a letter to his family about how he misses Kaylee and how he wishes he did more. He says he loves Cindy and that he and then his letter at the end says, Kaylee, here I come. He does not address Casey in the letter. Shut the fuck. Now, instead of the defense asking questions about Kaylee, they decide or even more questions about the sexual abuse they decide to talk about this incident. In court, when he is asked about it, he obviously breaks apart. I mean, the defense tries to paint it as if he tried to commit suicide because of guilt. But you guys, you read that letter and it's clear he tried to commit suicide because he loved Kaylee with every fiber of his being and he couldn't stand to be on a planet without her. So the prosecution is next. Now, Arpod Voss is a forensic scientist, um, and he is here to testify. He says, when someone dies, a body slowly decomposes, and then certain types of gases will, like, come out of the body that can show decomposition. Right. Now, the sample from the rug is collected and can be removed and placed into a device that separates chemicals individually to identify what was in the sample. This is a new technology that he has come up with. Okay. Which I'm like, this shit is cute, but um, now we need to introduce new technology. We've got bigger fish, fish to, to fry. fry. We've got big fish to fry today, and that I don't know that small fryer. I don't know if it's gonna do the trick.
1: You as a judge, two words: little fish. We have bigger ones. Come yeah, on. I'm like, come I'm, okay. on.
0: Can I get a real expert in here? Can I get someone who has um some some actual science to show me? So, okay. I don't know. This stuff might work, but, but the first time you're going to use it is here during this child murder trial? I don't think so. Not on my watch. Well, he does it because my watch wasn't there. Um, he says, though, I can find no other plausible explanation than a decomposing body in the trunk based on all of the evidence. One of the hairs found was also nine inches long and untreated. They did a mitochondrial analysis of the shaft of hair. And, you know, as we know, mitochondrial DNA is something that you can only get from your mother. So it would be like oh, a, a lineage of, like, women. Great. We, so, me, I did not know that. But thank you oh, for okay. educating me. <laughs> you said as we know. I'm like, bitch, who is we? Well, I actually took forensic studies in college. Oh, I, I wish I did. They were fabulous.
1: Those classes were so cool. So you can only get that from your mother. Right.
0: So they did a mitochondrial analysis of the shaft of hair and knowing this when the hair was tested they found it to be um some maternal relative of Cindy's so it could have been Casey's or Kaylee's or you know if Cindy had a mom but that's not yeah you know, out of the picture because of the length of hair and the fact that it was not treated it must have been Kaylee's because Casey had very short hair and she would treat it you know she would like dye it and straighten it whatever the hair also exhibited characteristics of decomposition, proving that it was the hair of someone who died. Now, of course, the prosecution has to explain how Kaylee died. So when Dr. Voss was doing the samples, he found a high amount of chloroform. Which chloroform we know as like the thing that you put on the rag and then you put it on someone's face this and is it knocks we. them out. This right? is we. we know that We know that. <laughs> So, it can also be a product of decomposition, which I did not know. According to Dr. Voss, there was way more chloroform present than there should have been. Meaning, it was not from just decomposition. It was from someone having that and putting it it to their... Right. So, um, then we found out that someone googled how to make chloroform... On the Anthony computer. Like, this is a fucking cocktail? Are you kidding me? Listen, bitch. The theory is that Casey had used chloroform to knock out Kaylee. Now, there were no trauma found on the bones, but when the skull was discovered, they noticed that the skull and the mandible were together in one unit, which is very different than what it should be, like, released Mm -hmm. from it when it becomes a skull, you know? There's no skin to hold it together anymore. Mandible's like a part of your jaw it's your job. Okay, gotcha. So, and also, there was a spot where you could tell that there was duct tape on the skull. So, really? obviously, the only reason that duct tape would have been on her face is if she was being murdered. Now, Dr. G, testifying for the prosecution, literally is like, there was no reason why you would ever put duct tape on the mouth of someone after they died. She must have been alive when the duct tape was put on her face. It was over her nose and her mouth. So, the prosecution says she made her go to sleep with chloroform, and then she put duct tape over her mouth and nose, and then she wrapped her in her favorite Winnie the Pooh blanket, and then she put her in the laundry bag, she put the laundry bag in the garbage bag, and then she went to her boyfriend's house. The next- Sorry, that almost
1: makes me think that, like, maybe the chloroform didn't work all the way that she wanted it to, like, if the shit was homemade- And, like, she messed up and then had to use duct tape after.
0: Well, I think what it was is she, like, suffocated her with the chloroform to make her go to sleep.
1: Gotcha. And then she put
0: the duct tape on her so she would suffocate in her Her sleep. sleep. (sighs) So, the next night, she walked 20 feet back into the woods, laid her down there, and quote, moved on with her life, according to the prosecution. And I'll tell you what, the spot in the woods, it was like, they say in the documentary a bunch of times, basically Casey's backyard. It was so close to the Anthony home. That was my other
1: question. I was like, okay, is this, like, it? I had thought when you said that it was found in the woods that it was close to her home. But I mean. Yeah, it was just.
0: So, now the cr- the prosecution is ready to prove that when Kaylee was gone, Casey started this, like, brand new life. And Tony, the boyfriend, takes the stand. Oh, God. That day, June 16th, they were seen in Blockbuster Video. And they are so carefree and they're, like, canoodling. It's literally described as, like, a date night. It's just disgusting. And Tony says that... She never cried. She never acted scared. It never seemed like anything bad was going on with her in those days. Clint, Tony's roommate, who we were talking about from before, talks about how him and Tony were DJs and Casey (laughs) would go to their... (laughs) Fucking Clint. I can't believe how how fast I glazed over that sentence. I know. (laughs) He's he's a DJ. And then anyways, you guys, I'm like, hold on. Let's let's spend a little more time. Oh God, their lives must suck. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not for that. If I were dating a no. DJ, I I would laugh. I would stop every dating day. a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I am every not a girl who would like to date a DJ. No. So anyway, him and Tony were DJs, and Casey would go to their events. <laughs> so lame. Oh, Sherry, you're gonna be more mad. Listen to this next thing. Okay. She entered a quote hot body contest, and they they're like these infamous shots of her quote dirty dancing with another woman and partying during the same time that her daughter was allegedly missing now i just want to harp on the fact that she entered a hot body contest <laughs> casey girl uh, oh my, my god, god. Like, some people don't want other people to know that they're vain casey didn't care casey said i am vain and you're gonna know that about me right from the get she didn't care about not one thing Seriously. So, that obviously makes it look like Casey doesn't care that her daughter went missing. She was partying. I mean, no remorse. Yeah. So, she also went and got a tattoo that said Bella Vita when her daughter was gone. Now, I don't know if you know Italian. (laughs) That translates to beautiful life. Tell me why, just a few days after your daughter goes missing you would get a tattoo that says Beautiful Life. Now it's the defense's turn, and they have to use these facts, but they have to tell it from the perspective that she didn't murder Kaylee. So that'll be fun. All right, let's hear this. So the defense first disputes the source of the odor in the car. Okay. Jose Baez, the defense attorney, is just saying that it's the same dumb excuse of, like, the trash in the car. He's like, it's a rotting goddamn pizza. Essentially now when he calls Cindy... They bring up the 911 call, and she just says, like, I was saying anything that would get the police to come. That's why I said it smelled like a dead body. I didn't think that. Because she just found out that Kaylee was missing, so she jumped. like, here's what I'm thinking. If this is the case, if she just found out Kaylee was missing, why would she so quickly throw her daughter under the bus by calling the police and leading them straight to her car that smells like a dead body, supposedly? Also, why would you just jump to even considering that you are a mom who, like, I, like if you're a mom who trusts your daughter, why would you even consider that, like, in those moments of just finding out about your granddaughter being missing? I think it's because she thought
1: that she would be implicated and that she would serve time for whatever involvement. And so she was like, oh, no, I lied about everything, you know, yeah. very that
0: then next the defense disputes the sample from the trunk remember that like new age science that was used. yeah for the first (laughs) so the defense is like well okay if this is the first time the science is used in this courtroom so like how reliable could it really be also the scientist dr voss has his degree in anthropology not chemistry so bias is like no 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 no, we're not no rip it rips it right apart so next they discuss the chloroform from the car supposedly chloroform is not that bizarre to be in the trunk according to bias he he goes on to say that chloroform is maybe in cleaning products to which i'm like okay are we going to pretend that this bitch who held a pizza in the car for 30 days also uses cleaning products not on no. my watch not on my watch we cannot have a and b one is not the other she does not have cleaning products in that car she's leaving a goddamn pizza in there for 30 days right absolutely not then the computer search for how to make chloroform this one is fun okay um fucking cindy she takes the stand and she's like oh well that was me actually um our dogs had just gotten very sick and i was wondering if it was from the bamboo leaves so i tried to look up chlorophyll and oh you know my the chemical God. implants but instead i got sidetracked I'm like, okay, very convenient, and also that's how I get sidetracked on Google. Don't try to use that against me, okay? (laughs) It's my thing. Stop taking my shit. So, not only is this absolute bullshit, but she was at work during the time of this. She was at work during the time that this search was done. So, the prosecution literally has time cards from her office, and Cindy's like, no, girl, if the computer says that I Googled how to make chloroform, then I did. I was at home typing it. I'm like, this is crazy! Uh, So, now the defense is saying that nothing at the crime scene can be actually trusted because the man who stumbled across the skull used a stick to pick it up through the eye holes. And uh, it's honestly so sad because this man testifying is like, yes, sir, I apologize for doing so, but I didn't know what it was at the time. Like, this poor man just wanted to take a piss in the woods. And this is what happened. And... So, but also, like, I don't know, like, does that stick really, it's not like the stick has DNA. How could that have, I don't know how that tarnishes a crime scene.
1: Neither do I, I don't see, yeah.
0: But they were literally like, well, if he did that, what else did he do? And it's like, he's not on trial here. Yeah. Okay, it's Casey. But, you know, that's what the defense does best, is just avert our attention. So, the duct tape, the thing that is probably the most important piece of evidence Werner Spitz testifies. Now, he testified in the JFK case and in the OJ case. Oh, what? Who, who right. the fuck is this? <laughs> so, he says, because Casey's body was complete. oh, I'm sorry, because Kaylee's body was completely skeletonized, it was impossible to assertively say where the duct tape was on her body. Now, Spitz thinks that if the duct tape did cover Kaylee's skin, there would have been DNA on the back that belongs to Kaylee and DNA that belonged to whoever placed it there on the front. But there was no DNA found at all. So are we saying that this DNA was, or this duct tape was magically placed by no one? Like, I don't, because if we are to say that there was no DNA at all, and Kaylee's DNA isn't on it, and it means that, you know, on Well, okay, that's good that her DNA is not on it. Maybe it wasn't on her. But then don't we need at least someone else's DNA to be on it because somebody ripped that duct tape off of the the thing and then put it on her body? Like, I'm rambling. But what I'm trying to say is that, like, if we have no DNA, it just means someone cleaned the duct tape. Right? Yeah, it
1: doesn't mean that it wasn't there,
0: or that the elements like eroded the DNA from the duct tape. It doesn't mean that there was no DNA uh, of Kaylee's, and so it can't be true. I, I think I, get what you're I think saying. if there was one DNA and it wasn't Kaylee's, we could say like, oh, maybe it was never on Kaylee. But the th- the fact that there's two DNAs, it's like, well, then it cancels it out. Then you can't say that it wasn't on Kaylee because it's Kaylee's DNA, you know, and. And think about this too, it was 90 something degree Florida heat under the water at times because of rain, like it's just, you know. So the defense is ultimately saying that the cause of death cannot be murder because it cannot be proven. But now the defense is tasked with talking about Casey's character, because of course, I don't know if you remember this from the case, but like I had said, all those pictures of her partying, the hot body contest, everything is out in the media and they're like, this girl looks like she doesn't give a fuck you know. So the defense asks all the same witnesses that testified for the the prosecution just the type of questions that, you know, they would was she a good mother? And they all said yes, but that's subjective as hell. Was she a good mother for the 3 times you ever saw her with her child? Like I'm sure she was you fine. I didn't see her a lot with her child. And, like, she's not going to be outwardly a bad mom in front of people. Like, that's never when people are bad parents. Exactly. And this isn't even a. I get what they're trying to do, but it's like,
1: it's not even a case of, like, maltreatment through the years. It's this one incident that you could clearly right. see. And it's like, she okay, did. she was a
0: good mother, but then maybe she snapped. Everybody thought Chris Watts was a good husband. Guess shit. what? He's is- not. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. He is not. So, it's just crazy, because the defense's opening statement that they said that Kaylee was drowned and that Casey was sexually abused, he never brings that up again in trial. I'm sure. Which tells me he had no evidence of it. If he had evidence of the father sexually abusing Casey, he would never not use that. So... The closing arguments are this. The state says that Casey was simply seeking a childless life. She looked at the jury and she says, whose life was better off with Kaylee dead? And I loved that because that just, I mean, really, like, that paints the picture. It shows, and she said... This was, like, a really groundbreaking moment in the courtroom because she said, whose life was better off with Kaylee dead? And she clicks the clicker that she has in her hand and a picture of Casey grinding on another woman in a club (coughs) with a tattoo that says beautiful life in Italian is on the screen for everybody to see. Now, the judge actually forbade the defense to address the sexual abuse in closing arguments since he brought no proof of it. Mm-hmm. the whole time like he the judge was like sorry if you gave me any evidence at all i'd be allowed to be in your closing argument I mean, but it you didn't it doesn't even sound like they have like anything like tangible to go off of, you no know? he said it for shock value he didn't say it because he believes it you know and so he does say that the prosecution story doesn't add up when she died um which they don't uh, you know i i loved that one tiny prosecution moment but but for the most part, the prosecution shat the bed on this case. They <laughs> Not really did. Shat. Not
1: shit. They are already shat. Like, it's in the
0: past. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he shows a picture. Um, Jose Bias shows a picture of Kaylee at the back door of the house, opening it up to go to the pool. And he's like, well, you see... She's capable of opening the door. And it's like, okay. God. People train their cats please? to open the door. Yeah. Okay. Let's it's not, not that hard. We didn't. The, the question here wasn't, can Kaylee get outside? Yeah. The question is, how did Kaylee end up in the woods? Okay. That's it. So if this worked on the jury, though, I'm like, that is so, so incredibly lazy. Because there's also, like, no reason why a picture of a girl standing near a door that leads to the pool would make me be like, yep, she drowned. That's solid evidence to me.
1: I mean that's the only thing running through my mind right now. Like I'm sure we'll get into it later, but I'm like, how in the world did they come to like? Like it's it's mind it's mind boggling. Everything is. Going. It all is. I don't I don't want to jump into cork.
0: So after 33 days of testimony, the jury deliberates for 10 hours and 40 minutes. Casey was found not guilty of first degree murder, not guilty of aggravated manslaughter of a child. And not guilty of aggravated child abuse. Cindy and George were also advised to exit the courtroom no matter what the verdict was for their safety. Because, like I said, people were being vultures. And honestly, I'm not that mad at them. I feel bad for George, though. Um, Cindy says that she is at peace with the verdict. Oh, are you? And just in case, if you were wondering, her and George are still together. I don't know how, in God's name, they could still be together. Um, and, and like, this is why I hate Cindy so much because not only all of that, the stuff of like, I feel like she knew more than she was saying, but how dare she be at peace after what that they did to George in that courtroom. George is like, yeah, I mean, this really was just about who could put on the best show. He said he doesn't have a lot of faith, faith that justice was served. And he's just, like, really distraught after the whole thing. Jurors, actually, this part is really fucked up because, you know, we've got to be grateful for jurors. And even though maybe it's not the verdict that we wanted, some of these jurors got death threats afterwards. Now, if you ask me, the prosecution failed. Um, Because if you're asking for the fucking death penalty, you need to convince people that you know for a fact how Kaylee was killed. Like, they never said for sure how Kaylee was killed, where she was killed, when she was killed. None of that came up in it. And that's just, I feel like that was just where they dropped the ball. Yeah. Casey then does get arrested for lying to the police. But because she had done three years already in jail, she got time off for good behavior also. She only served ten more days. So, what happened to Casey after the trial? (laughs) God,
1: it's just so, like, aggravating. What I was trying, like, wanted to get into before is, like, and so, like, obviously death threats to jurors, not cool. Don't do that shit. But it's, like, how, like, people have, in my mind, I just can't like, people have gone away for so much less. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, are you, like, are you
0: actually serious? Well, really? And part of me is, like, I like the system and how we pick jurors. In this, well, a lot of it is very fucked up, don't, I know. Yeah, we're <laughs> not, me, we're, I know. we're not
1: oblivious, come on.
0: But I do like the system in that anyone can be eligible to be a juror if you're an American citizen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I like that it's across the board fair in the sense that anyone could be on that jury and you just have to be able to convince that anyone, you know? Yeah. But at the same time... Sometimes I, like, wrangle with the fact that I feel like I wish the jurors could be a little bit more informed of the law mm. because, yes, maybe maybe they didn't want to give Casey the death penalty, but couldn't they have said, well, where is the evidence that she was sexually abused because we didn't see any? How are we allowed to, you know, put that into consideration when we didn't see any evidence? Yeah. I mean, it was used in the opening statement. The judge was great enough to say, "Like, don't put in the later part." But, but you know what I'm saying? It's it, already out there, right? And and so now, Casey, after the trial, for well, for a little bit, she was living with one of her t- attorneys, which was sketchy, um, and then she was living at a church compound for a bit. And we know this because Diane Diamond was like, "Yep, I tracked her down." <laughs> Diane. Okay. <laughs> Zenaida Gonzalez, the real one, also sued Casey for using her name in all of this harm. Now, court documents from Casey's bankruptcy case come public. And a private investigator who worked for the defense team during the trial unleashed huge stuff about what he witnessed. Mm -hmm. He says, Jose Baez set up a media interview for Casey one day and she didn't want to do it. So Jose canceled it. According to the private investigator, Jose then told Casey that she owed him three blowjobs. You guys, it says three blowjobs in the court documents, I swear. I'm not just saying that. Shut the fuck. Apparently, Casey was also seen in his office naked several times. And when Casey was confronted about this, she said that she had to do this stuff because she had no money to pay for her defense otherwise. Now, the biggest thing is in this sworn affidavit, the private investigator says that he was hired to find the body. A quote is that, quote, Baez told me that Casey had murdered Kaylee and dumped her body somewhere, and he needed all the help he could get to find the body before someone else did. Also, Baez refused to have her evaluated for psychological reasons. Like, he didn't want her to be looked at by a psychological professional. Bias denies it all, um, but Dominic Casey, this private investigator, says that he spoke with Casey about it all. Cindy still maintains that she believes that the defense, everything that they said was true and that it was all an accident, um, and she feels that justice was served, which is like, okay, you believe everything the defense said is true and you're still with your husband, who allegedly sexually assaulted your daughter a bunch of times when she was a kid. I don't believe that. I don't believe that Cindy believes justice was served. I think Cindy just wants to say whatever makes her look, like, less shitty than she already looks. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. George is on the exact opposite side. He thinks that Kaylee did not drown, and he thinks that the whole thing is just bullshit. He says he thinks if that happened, the pool story, then Casey would have had the sound of mind to call the police because it wouldn't have been something to hide, and her daughter could have gotten help. Um... Mm. He also mentions that Kaylee was so healthy but that she would sleep for 10 to 12 hours at a time and then the next day it would show like these black rings under her eyes. So he thought that Casey was drugging her daughter. He believed it was with Xanax. And then the interviewer goes, what's the street name for Xanax? Zanny. Zanny. Zanny was babysitting. It's too much. Tony's roommate is like, yeah, guys, this no, no, is no, what no, I no, thought no, no, no. immediately. I'm like, she me. was using Xanax to babysit her child. She was literally using Xanax, Zanny, the nanny.
1: I bet this bitch thought she was so fucking clever. That yeah. shit is not funny. It is not fucking cute. It's you disgusting. psycho
0: She's bitch. She's literally, and, like, that's the thing, too, is that, like, I truly believe that defense attorneys should be obligated to get a psychological um, evaluation on their, on their clients because, like maybe if we figured out that she is maybe addicted to drugs or maybe that she is a sociopath and doesn't feel emotions like maybe this kind of thing could have been found out sooner than just her bankruptcy um affidavits like i don't so george thinks that casey did not intentionally kill her but that she was drugging her regularly Like, with the Xanax to calm her down, and then something went wrong. Um, He says he wishes that Casey was behind bars and suffering for what she did to Kaylee, and he does not speak to her anymore, unlike his stupid idiot wife, Cindy, who talks to Casey once in a while. Also, I just want to point out before this episode is over that um, Casey tried to make a movie in 2019 um, about her life, And she also allegedly wants more kids. Um, But thank God COVID happened for that reason only. Because then that movie was axed. Thank God. Thank God. So, yeah. Do you think that Casey Anthony... Yes.
1: Don't finish. (laughs) Leave it there. Yes. So, today, Sherry was
0: doing research on a separate case. And she texted me and was like, I think I changed my mind about the case. And I was like, Casey Anthony? No, the bitch did it," and I was like... No! She was like, how dare you think I'm talking to Casey Anthony? Of course I'm not! Like,
1: oh my god. Maybe I'm, like, the last person on earth to hear all these specific details, but I just
0: feel that much more aggravated. Yeah. Well, I even brought this case up to my mom, who, like, her and I don't talk about true crime a lot because it's, like, a little too much for her little heart. (laughs) Her little (laughs) heart! My mom's the cutest. But... I was talking about it with her and she was like, oh, that dumb bitch, Casey Anthony. And I was like, yes, mom. Thank you. <laughs> End of conversation. I love you. See you next year. <laughs> like, see you
1: tomorrow or whatever. <laughs> oh my God.
0: Thanks for listening. You can catch us on Instagram at The Chalkline Pod. Twitter at The Chalk Pod. And follow along with our YouTube channel. The link is in our Instagram bio. Tune in next Thursday for another story.